What's up, homies? What's up, homies? <laughs> I'm Erica. And I'm Roche. And thank you so much for hanging out with us today as we dive into a very uh, tipsy slash drunk episode. Um, we're, we're doing it. We're going in. We're, we're doing our best. Let's just say, I will say this, and I do not know if Roshane would attest to this, but I will say this for mm-hmm. myself. For anyone who listened to our St. Patty's Day episode last year, where, where we also drank um, prior mm-hmm. to watching, we did the same thing this year, but I will say I feel as though I am more drunk this year than <laughs> I was <laughs> to the, the year prior. Um, I just want to preface that. Can honestly like agree. I, I would agree. I you would agree. agree. <laughs> I would agree. Um, but I also will say that was pretty drunk last year, and I don't remember how. Drunk, I don't remember what I- you drank last year. I know. I know. I drank. Uh, not your father's root beer last year. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was I drinking ginger beers last. I don't remember what I was drinking like last Moscow year. Like Mules, you mean? Maybe. Possibly, because I drink those a ton. You um, were, but I know you for today, were in your Moscow Mule bag around I this was, time last year. I was, most definitely. Um, but I will say for today, I am half a bottle of Bailey's in. And I gotta say I'm feeling I'm feeling pretty good. We're feeling, feeling pretty good. Let me let's just let's lay it out like this. Originally, before we started, we said, oh, yeah, at the beginning of our episode, we're going to take a shot because uh, so that we'll continuously be, you know, drinking um, and feeling the effects of that through the throughout the episode. Halfway through the movie, we said the shot's not necessary. <laughs> the shot is no longer on the schedule. Let's cut it. We don't we don't need it. We don't, we don't need, need it. it. And we do want to give some props. Uh, so before mm-hmm. we even get too far deep into it, let's go ahead and give a shout out because, uh, obviously, uh, from the title of this episode, we watched Eight Legged Freaks. And yes, we did. last year we watched Grabbers and I, we're both fairly certain that we created, that we kind of added on to a drinking game for grabbers to mm-hmm. help in the situation. Suit our needs. Yeah, to suit what we were doing. This year, we did not need to add on. It was not necessary because we found a drinking game for Eight-Legged Freaks um, that was created by What's Your Least Favorite Scary Movie? They have a fantastic drinking game for eight-legged freaks. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you are looking to be drunk by the end of the movie, the drinking game that they have is cons- is fantastic for that. It will suit so your needs. And <laughs> it did everything we needed it to do throughout the movie, much more than we were expecting it to do, um, which is why we're here now. So, mm-hmm. yeah, we just kind of wanted to give them a shout out for 
like creating such a awesome drinking game for a movie that I think we both didn't expect there to be a drinking game for. That that's true. Like we wanted to do a drinking game for Eight Legged Freaks. However, we were pretty sure we're like ah, I'm not sure there's going to be a drinking game out there for this one. And lo and behold at the top of the Google charts, <laughs> um we found this drinking yes. game and it slaps. It definitely slaps, y'all. Do not be do not be confused by the first half. I think mm-hmm. in the first half of the drinking game, you may be thinking to yourself, oh, I'm not nearly as drunk as I would assume I would be. Um, you just wait. Yeah. You just wait. Post the bike scene, you will get Don't there. Don't you worry. Promise. Do not worry. <laughs> you will get where you need to get. So if you type in eight-legged freaks drinking game, theirs is one of the first to pop up. So please, if you have any desire to watch this movie and get drunk along the way, type that into Google, go to theirs. Once again, that is what's your least favorite scary movie. Um, Check that out. Follow that to a T. And let me tell you, (laughs) you'll be good to go. I think we should do a drink check uh, so everybody knows what we're drinking. That that is true. Um, I mean, I've already said that I have been downing uh, Bailey's, specifically Irish coffees, um, through the <laughs> through us watching yeah. the movie. Um, if y'all can't tell, we we drink and game the movie together. Yes, yes. <laughs> and this is immediately afterwards. We just finished watching it. Just. Finished. Um, but I have been downing Irish coffees, which is just basically iced coffee and Bailey's um for the entire movie so i'm pretty slapped right now um erica what do you drink yes and i drank new belgium dominga uh, mimosa sour which was a beer that i was trying for the first time i love sours and so and i love mimosas so the two of them combined seemed like the perfect the perfect little uh duet <laughs> for me and yeah i enjoyed it it was an easy beer to down i do think that this is a good summer beer because it's really light and refreshing and while i'm drinking this it's been snowing all day long so like (laughs) did the environment match the beer no but i was happy with the decision that i made so that is what i have been drinking throughout i am now on my fifth beer and (laughs) you are on your what drink i don't know dude (laughs) At least four or five. Like four or five. I, I think you've been matching. We've been matching each other fairly, fairly good. Mm-hmm. So I think either four or five for you as well. Yeah, we're we're deep. We're in there we're pretty deep. deep. Um, and needless to say, happy early Saint Saint pa- yeah. Saint Patty's Day. Oh, no. <laughs> happy early oh, Saint Patrick's God. Day to all the homies. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, happy early. I think by the time that this episode comes out, let me check the calendar. I think it's still like a couple think... of days. Let's Maybe like see. one or two days. Yeah, we're about three days or uh, two, three-ish, two-ish days early. Um, but yeah, happy St. Patrick's Day to you guys. Uh, once again, last year we did Grabbers, which was really, really fun. And it was the first time that we had done our episode in a way where we watched the movie together and did the drinking game, which we don't normally do. Normally, we watch the movie independently and mm-hmm. then come together and share our thoughts. 
But we had a lot of fun and we decided, I think after that, we were like, yes, this is the way that we want to do future like special episodes together. And so when St. Patrick's Day was approaching, we knew we wanted to do this again. But the question was, what movie? And you were actually the one to bring up Eight-Legged Freaks. Was it? Was it me? It could have been me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was me. Well, we were looking through because we have a bit of like a log of movies that you guys have suggested. So thank you again to everybody who's been suggesting movies to us. Um, But we we do pay attention and we keep a list of those and looking for a good movie for our St. Patty's Day episode. Um, Just going through the list. And this movie just stuck out to me because one this is a movie I grew up with. I've seen it several times, even if I didn't remember it too much this time around. Um, but this was definitely one that was around while I was growing up. And I just remembered it being incredibly wacky for what it is. <laughs> so I just assumed that it would work really well for a drinking game. Did not like look beforehand to find out if there was a drinking game for it, but just saw Eight-Legged Freaks and was like, this is probably the one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just kind of worked out, I think, too, because um, if anybody's listened to our Grabbers episode or has just watched Grabbers in general, it is a movie about a monster attacking a place. And I think Eight-Legged Freaks also fits into that scenario where it's a bunch of monsters that are attacking a town. Of course, Mm -hmm. in this one, it's spiders, whereas in Grabbers, it's more of an alien uh, direction. However, that is also touched on in Eight Like a Freak. So, yeah, I don't know. It kind of fits. I don't know if this is like the road that we're going down for St. Patrick's Day (laughs) where we always do like monster movies. But Uh if that's the way that we're going, like I'm not mad at it at all. No, not even a little bit. And you know what? We're making it up as we go along. So it works for us. (laughs) Yeah, we're making it up as it goes along. We are making it up as it goes along, and we feel like you guys really liked our episode last time, so we kind of wanted to go down the same route this time. I will say, once again, I think I did this last time, but I have not been this drunk in a while, and it's all for you, homies. I hope that this episode comes out well. Oh, my God. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Eight-Legged Freaks is the way that we went. We're really excited to talk about this movie because while we were watching it, we were trying to keep our commentary to a minimum so we could talk throughout the episode, but mm-hmm. it's hard. It's this hard. Movie. Like, this, <laughs> this movie has a lot going on. <laughs> um, so without further ado, I think Roshane has put together a very um, slash dash like synopsis for you guys (laughs) i have no idea what he has put together but i think it's time for us to just hear what he has to say because look his look his hat is tilted (laughs) i don't remember if it was like that when we started but it's tilted to the side (laughs) i'm gonna tell you i'm gonna tell you homies one thing right now okay it's business time all right we're here for business (laughs) so y'all know what that means we're, we are entering into spoiler territory, and you have been warned. All right, homies, we're talking about... Did you hear that? I did. That was we heard nice. We got, we got the pub. Just open... Okay, this is my final beer, homies. I just <laughs> open it. 
We'll see about that. Well, homies, don't worry. We'll don't. we'll see about that. No, <laughs> All right, y'all. We're talking about Eight-Legged Freaks from 2002. This movie was directed by Ellery Elke. <laughs> Wait, hold on. Let me look at it. Let me look at it. Elk. Wait, 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 wait. Elk? Wait. <laughs> hold on. I got to go back. Wait, Ellery Elkayum? Elkayum. There we go. I think that's what it is. This movie is directed by Ellery Elkayum. I'm sorry. I, you're kidding yourself if you think that I'm not going to keep in some of those. <laughs> Where I look like the hero? Are you serious? <laughs> no, we're keeping some of those in for sure. Fair, fair. This movie is directed by Ellery Elkayam, starring David Arquette as Chris, Kari Wooer as Sheriff Sam, Doug E. Doug as Harlan, Scott Tara as Mike, and Scarlett Johansson as Ashley. In the small town of somewhere in Arizona, a toxic leak is causing abnormal growth. Uh-huh. It's literally just because I looked up and saw your face. <laughs> Look, let me tell you something. <laughs> good, I literally we're... is picking my teeth. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have been doing that while you were doing this. And I was like, my I bad, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the small town of somewhere in Arizona, a toxic leak is causing abnormal growth in the local wildlife. <clears throat> what happened? What happened? <laughs> Literally just heard something outside and made me giggle. <laughs> okay, all right. And when a local exotic spider farmer named Joshua feeds his collection radioactive crickets, his pets begin experiencing abnormal growth of their own. His collection of spiders. <laughs> I want to be clear <laughs> on the animals that he owns. Definitely spiders. We're talking about spider. <laughs> We're talking about <laughs> Insert kitty cat wrestling matches. <laughs> Giggle. You want me to try? Insert <laughs> kitty cat wrestling matches. There we go. That helps. Motocross massacres and conspiracies from your friendly neighborhood Harlan here. Our film concludes with the town under siege by giant mutant spiders, and it is up to one family and Dewey from the Scream franchise to take down these eight-legged freaks. Also, insert spider here. Roll credits. Hey, we made it. We did we it. Made it. <laughs> we did it. And hey, I have an eight-legged freak story to tell you. 
Oh, please do. Okay. What, what is it? So I think I've mentioned this many times on the podcast that I have arachnophobia that has progressively gotten better throughout the years. Like mm-hmm. I, I will say now I I am much more equipped to handle a spider than I was in the past. Okay. Um, And I don't, I think I must have been, I was either in elementary school or middle school. And I remember my aunt who i have mentioned many times who helped me kind of like get into horror was visiting my family and so as a result her and my parents rented eight-legged freaks to oh god okay so that was 2002 (laughs) so i would have been like nine or ten Mm -hmm. so they had rented that to watch on DVD. And I remember there was a period where after they watched it, they just kind of left the DVD lying on the floor. And the cover of Eight-Legged Freaks was just a spider jumping through the air. And I remember for the longest time, it was just lying in the middle of the floor. And I could not walk across the floor because I just kept seeing a spider in the middle of the floor. I like would go and just stare at it and I would have to jump over it to get to where I was trying to go. Eventually, I got to a point where I was like, I have to flip this bitch over if I want to live my life. And I went and I like kicked it and it flipped over onto its back so i couldn't see the spider anymore Mm -hmm. but oh my god the way that this dvd cover ruled my life (laughs) for at like a couple of days was ridiculous because they had rented it from blockbuster obviously so they only had it for like a week right but for the few days that it was not flipped over it was destroying destroying my life and yeah so i flipped it over i was able to walk across it once it was flipped over. Mm-hmm. But like the chokehold that spiders had on my sanity when I was that age was ridiculous. And I could not watch Eight-Legged Freaks for a very long time because I just knew. I was like, there's no way that I can get through this movie because it's going to be horrific. And now, mind you, at that time, I had no idea what a horror comedy was. And I didn't know that this movie was meant to be a B-monster movie. Like That was not even on my radar. Hmm. Now, after watching this movie, the spiders are very CGI, which I think yes. is helpful to someone who maybe has a fear of spiders. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that I can't remember. Like, I do remember finally catching this on TV when I was like in high school. I don't know if that helped me at all. But now, like watching it back as an adult, the CGIification of it all definitely helps me. Yeah, I could see that. And it's funny that you bring that up because I was genuinely gonna ask you before we even got into the movie like what your experience with spiders was actually <laughs> mm-hmm. and like how you feel about spiders in general. So that story helps with that. <laughs> yeah, because I know I've told the story many times of like my experience playing the Harry Potter game. and Yeah, like, and not in Shelob's yeah. lab or whatever layer lab. Like Shelob's spot was not the place to be. Who is Shelob? Is that not her name? Oh, no, that's the Lord of the Rings spider. 
I got these. I got these ones switched up. Hold on. What's the What's the Harry Potter one? That's a. Uh, uh, that's a boy. Hold on. That's That's a boy. <laughs> Harry Potter spider. It's not Shelab. Nah, Shelab is definitely the Lord of the Rings spider. The Harry Potter Aragog. one is Aragog is the Harry Aragog. Potter one. I yeah. Was like, no, who is she? Okay. Equally yeah. is bad. Equally yeah, is bad. Yeah, just as bad. Like that doesn't mean make it any better. But I just I was like <laughs> Shelog, I don't know her, but Aragog, I know very well. Um, but yeah, I you know what? Rewatching it this time, there were a couple moments where I was like, ugh, I feel a little bit icky. But it's mm-hmm. so strange because I have a certain threshold for spiders. There's a certain size that gives me the ick and like there's a certain way like a a margin that you can fit within that size and i think these spiders are big enough where i'm like i don't feel that way i felt more that way when they were smaller Uh. smaller spiders and then there's like a little big moment and then you get to tarantulas where I did a movie, and you remember this when we oh, had to do short films. We I had to do short <laughs> films in college, and I did a movie where we had a tarantula in the movie, and mm-hmm. I was okay. Like I was fine with the tarantula. I, it was. I don't know what it was about it. Like, but I was. I was almost like, okay, this is kind of cute. Look, that size. It's it's the surprise of it. That's what I've discovered. It's the surprise of spiders. If I turned around and saw that bitch on my wall, a heart attack immediately. But <laughs> like knowing where it was at all times, I was fine. I think mm-hmm. it's the surprise of spiders that are a certain size that really has me blown. Got you. Yeah. That's fair. That that's honestly fair. Um, first off, quick shout out to our boy Darren for putting that Oh yeah, our friend on Darren. his face. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Oh uh, yeah. So our friend Darren had to have the tarantula on its face. Basically, it was a short story where there was a spider. We were like, there was three of us girls in the apartment, and there was a spider in our apartment. We called in our guy friends slash boyfriends to come and take care of the spider. And the joke was that it was like a tarantula. Like everyone thought we were exaggerating the size of it, but it was a tarantula. And so, yeah, our friend Darren had to have it on its face. Something that I thought was interesting is this also happened to in Home Alone with Marv is that Mm -hmm. tarantulas are very sensitive you are not mm-hmm. allowed to be really loud around them. So Darren had to scream silently and then ADR his scream, which is also what the actor for Marv had to do in Home Alone because you can't scream around tarantulas. It stresses them out. So oh, you have to shit. silently scream and then you have to go back and record your scream afterwards because you have to be very quiet around tarantulas. Otherwise, they will like freak the fuck out freak out yeah you had and you guys had like a a specified tarantula wrangler on set for that we had a wrangler which every set does uh for real spiders which in this movie (laughs) it goes very quickly from real spiders to cgi spiders i don't think they had to worry (laughs) about that but yeah you have to have a tarantula wrangler who is basically advocating for the tarantula and also making sure that it's okay 
that the actors are okay and that kind of can, you know, pick it up and take it back and let it relax. Um, mm-hmm. Our Tarantula Wrangler was actually also our boom guy i think it was like Mm. he was playing double duty um okay (laughs) yeah but yes you also have to have a a wrangler on set which is the case for any basically animal like live animal that you have on set you have to have a wrangler who is the expert in that area who can say hey don't do this don't Mm -hmm. scream don't don't run at the animal don't do any sudden movements because it will cause the animal to be in distress um mm-hmm. so yes we had a wrangler on set that'd be nice mm-hmm. yeah see i what's funny is i'm kind of like you where i think over the years my affinity towards fear when it comes to spiders has diminished like i i've gotten a lot more relaxed in regards to spiders um i also live with a bunch of spiders though so like mm-hmm. i've gotten used to it over the years uh, where I live has a lot of surrounding like foliage and trees and whatnot. So we just have a ton of spiders. So I'll, I'll always have spiders somewhere within my home. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I've gotten used to them. But there is one aspect of spiders that since childhood to adulthood, I can't get over. And it's the single factor that makes a spider scary. It's fur. The moment <laughs> there is fuzz on a spider... I absolutely lose really? my shit. <laughs> yes. Okay. It's it's the legs for me. It's the, oh yeah. It's seeing the legs in action is what gets me. Like I could see a two foot large, wide, whatever you want to call it, spider, right? And I think I would be okay as long as it doesn't have fur. Like okay. if you give me that exact same size spider, but you give it fur. I am pissing my pants. I'm burning my house I am down. Upset. And I'm fucking okay. leaving. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's fair. So tarantulas are not a move for you. Tarantulas are a big no for me. Like, and what's funny is like, I, so I've heard they're very docile yeah. if you like treat them correctly. Yeah, they're super gentle. Um, yeah, they're super gentle. And like my, I think my mental capacity towards them has changed as I've become an adult. Like I don't view them as like this evil creature you know what i mean but they still freak me out and it's Mm. specifically because they have fur like my brain does not register the concept of arachnids with fur those two things should not be together and when they are i freak the fuck out (laughs) see i don't mind the fur it's like the skinnier ones that mess me up because like even daddy long legs i know there's nothing to fear with them because they Mm -hmm. can't do anything to you but i don't Mm -hmm. like the way they're built like get a different (laughs) body get get thicker if you will because the skinniness (laughs) the skinny legend of the daddy long leg has me stressed out and also it's strange because if i'm at a different place like we stayed in me and Anthony stayed in an Airbnb a while ago, like years ago in Portland. Mm-hmm. And I could see spiders all the way up and through that place. And I was not bothered. It's where I live. Rent free. You're trying to be in this place. No, mm-hmm. you have to leave because I stay <laughs> here. And so you cannot also stay here. Like I lived that whole week that we were in Portland. I was like, oh, there's a spider. And I was good to go because I knew in a week I was leaving. And like these spiders mm-hmm. would not be affecting me anymore. When I mm-hmm. see a spider in this house, 
It has to be killed <laughs> immediately because it cannot thrive here in the same space that I am trying to shower and use the bathroom. I that's... will not allow it. See, and you know, I think that's where I have changed a little bit over the years. Again, because I live with spiders all the time. I just can't, I can't kill them all. Like there's too many. Like I, I wouldn't be able to keep up with them. However, the ones that have to go absolutely 100% are bathroom. To go. Bathroom spiders have to go. You cannot be in my bathroom. I'm sorry. Honestly, I would probably let you live anywhere else. Yeah. But in the bathroom, no. that's a wrap. Not today. I went down in the basement the other day and I went into the spare bedroom. I closed the door. There was a bat there was a spider hanging out behind the door. The way that my heart <laughs> left leapt out of my mouth and jumped onto the floor. I was I was frozen. <laughs> frozen in fear much like the spider was frozen because that bitch didn't move i too was frozen i said i need i need assistance <laughs> i need help down here it's the element of surprise with spiders that i think is really the thing that that mm. freezes me up which is why if i was in the eight-legged freaks universe i would smooth be dead because the element <laughs> of surprise mixed mm -hmm. with the multiplication of size <laughs> is a wrap for me it's true. for my body um, my soul my mind it's gone, gone. <laughs> it's all gone it's all frozen <laughs> we we should definitely preface this episode by look if you do have any case of arachnophobia this is straight up just not the movie for you. Well, like yeah. 100%. It, it's just, it, you're going to feel some things. And like, yes, they are CGI. Mm -hmm. and they are very apparently CGI. Um, and it does, I agree. It makes it easier to watch them. Yes. But the CGI on these spiders for, even though it's dated, it's still pretty good, I'd say, yeah. as far as, like, animals go. So these spiders look decently Not, yeah, realistic. They don't look horrible. I will definitely say, if you are a person who's like, yeah, I could handle CGI spiders, but I can't handle, like, realistic-looking spiders, I'd probably skip, like, the first 20 minutes of this movie because mm -hmm. the beginning of it, you're dealing with spiders on a more realistic level. And yeah, but also like enlarged. Like yeah. they're not human sized yet, but they're still like really fat, thick fucking spiders. They're not like cougar sized yet, <laughs> but they're still, yeah, they're beefy. They have got some meat on their bones. They have like been eating well. Um, so yeah, I'd say skip like the beginning of this movie and maybe go to the later half when things get a little bit more cartoony. Because I will say this movie is definitely a cartoony. It, it's a horror comedy. It's definitely leaning yeah. into the silly, the wacky, the weird, um, which I can appreciate for a movie that is dealing with spiders. Um, because like I said, when I was younger, I was like, this movie is like a documentary. This is a fucking hard hitting <laughs> film that is going to destroy my life. These are facts. These are facts. <laughs> but yeah, it's much more silly, um, which is nice for someone who maybe is not into spiders like that. 
But mm-hmm. yeah, the beginning is much more, I think, realistic to how spiders are. And then yeah. we kind of slowly get into the more ridiculous viewpoint of them. Mm-hmm. Which is fun. I love that the movie yeah. definitely takes that route where like the longer you go, the more ridiculous things get. And I think for this style of horror comedy, it works really, really well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, not now that we've opened up the conversation about spiders and where we're at, mm-hmm. Erica, talk to me. What is in your notebook? Um, okay, the first note I have is about the opening music. Over the credits, (laughs) they have some, like, really intense, like, drum beat kind of... It reminds me of Anaconda. Like, the way that the music is playing, which is really funny because the actress who plays Sam is also Mm -hmm. an Anaconda as as Luke Wilson's love interest. But the way that this movie opens up, the music that's playing... Seems like it would be like, oh, yeah, we're going down the Amazon or we're going down the Congo. (laughs) But then it opens up on a like small American town. And Mm -hmm. my second note is for Harlan, who Mm -hmm. is a pod or no, he's not a podcaster. I keep saying that radio person. He's a radio personality. But I say that because if he had a podcast he is a conspiracy <laughs> theorist, but like if he had a podcast in 2022, that bitch would be super popular. Spotify's <laughs> number one like advertised <laughs> podcast. It'd be super popping. Harlan's conspiracies yeah. would be the number one chart topping. Yeah. Podcast, like Harlan's hard hitting conspiracies. <laughs> and it'd be number one all the time. It'd beat Joe Rogan in the like downloads. Cause yeah, he's he just talks about like conspiracy theories, but of course he's in this small town. Um, so he's kind of focusing on what's going on in that area. His his prime focus seems to be like Aliens? Do you know fear? Do you know what it's like to feel your heart beating in your chest so intensely that you can't even breathe? This is a story of monsters, creatures, hideous nightmares that crawl in the night. I've seen them. I've seen them in visions. And you will I, I know you must be saying to yourself, well, what, is this, what is this fine and enlightened brother doing in this godforsaken landscape? Well, I'll tell you. It's the truth what brought me out here. Because this is the only place in this country where I can tell you the truth and they can't get me. That's right. Right here at KFRD. Freedom Radio, the only source for the inside dope on government conspiracies, space aliens, and up-to-the-minute reports on when they plan to invade. It's a beautiful morning here in Prosperity, Arizona. And it's time for America to wake up, people! Mm Mm-hmm. But Dougie Doug, that's his name, correct? Yeah. Dougie Doug, who you may recognize from Cool Runnings, because when he (laughs) popped up on Scream, I said, Jamaica's got a bobsled team. (laughs) And I was correct. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. I also wrote, it's because I wrote for the beginning, um, yo, this Def Jam opening, though, 
because the way that he's got like slam poetry style like yeah. opening in um because you got this like shot of like just his mouth which I, it's a weird very specific thing but i actually love a good mouth shot this really sounds oh my so god weird. i hate it <laughs> you hate mouth oh shots? my god i it's, love a good I mouth shot are you kidding hate. me <laughs> Dude, I hate a mouth shot. It's my least favorite part of any movie. I hate that Rocky Horror Picture Show starts with a mouth. It, I don't know what it is about it, but like just having a mouth on screen like makes me feel conflicted inside. I don't know what it is about it, but yeah, it's, it does. It starts off with a mouth and like... Mm -hmm. And it's just like, oh. it's a mouth that that's sputtering nothing but conspiracies, which I do right. think is a good opening for this. Oh, um, yeah. Conspiracies the, is great for this. But I just want to I wish I could tax any movie that starts with a mouth <laughs> yeah, shot. I wish I could opening. put a tax, a tax on it and receive compensation. It's a, mm -hmm. it's a very weird disjointed shot that I think is definitely personal preference for a lot of people. Um, but I, I think when it's done very well, especially if the writing attached to it is is good, I enjoy it a lot. But <laughs> I understand your criticisms. I, I do. I truly do. Yeah. <laughs> However, I think for this movie, it's a good it's a good start because, you know, we're starting with the voice of Harland, who is mm -hmm. a very conflicted voice as voices go, because he is so roped up in these conspiracy theories that he doesn't know what the fuck is going on. Um, and then unbeknownst to him, while he's doing his conspiracy theories, an actual big event happens where we get the um, really quick shout out to all my inciting incident highway animals out there just starting movies left and right by jumping in front of trucks. But we get this truck that is swerving to avoid a little baby bunny. <laughs> On the bunnies. highway, <laughs> a tiny little baby bunny doesn't want to kill of it. Bunnies, yeah. <laughs> the smallest of bunnies um, avoids it, nearly crashes, doesn't crash, but drops a vat of toxic waste or some stuff into a nearby uh, water source, which will domino effect into going into small creatures, would then go into Joshua Spider Collection which then makes the spider super fucking big, which then leads to the rest of the movie. So yes. this is really the big inciting incident that starts everything. And for a movie like this, for me, it works because mm -hmm. it's like, it's very wacky. It's very nonsensical, but so is the rest of this movie. So I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's silly. But it's like at the same time, like, yes, it's ridiculous that he, like, swerves completely out of the way for a bunny. But at the same time, like, I get it. I once at, tried to swerve out of the way of a squirrel and I failed. And that haunted my memory <laughs> for, like, I mean, still. And that was, like, two years ago. So I'm, like, as ridiculous as it is that he would swerve out of the way of the bunny. But it completely fits the rest of the movie that... That's something that would happen. And yeah, so it goes into the river, which like slowly gulps down the acid. Because <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. it has like this gulping sound when it goes <laughs> to the barrel. And it's like, okay, yeah, the river is gulping down this acid. 
And yeah, we meet Joshua and we also meet Mike, who, mm-hmm. although Joshua is probably like 37 years old at least, and Mike is mm, 10, Solid 10 years 13, at the moment. <laughs> yeah, Mike is like 12 years old. Um, they're like the best of friends. They mm-hmm. connect on a spider level. Which is different. If you've ever connected on a spider level, you know. Which is, it hits different. Yeah, it's like very special, very hard hitting. Um, They connect on this level of spiders. But Joshua is basically telling Mike that the spiders are getting bigger because of the crickets that he's feeding him. Unbeknownst to him, it's because of the water has been toxified. Mm -hmm. Um, And Mike's like, okay, cool. Like, this is dope. And then as soon as Mike leaves, uh, a spider crawls onto Joshua's back, bites him, and Joshua then proceeds to knock over every single spider (laughs) habitat that he has. And later on, Mike says that Joshua either has between 100 or maybe 200 (laughs) spiders. Maybe. Joshua basically knocks let's free 200 spiders <laughs> to um inhabit the um environment mm-hmm. the because this town um this i think it's like prosperity maybe yeah. does it sound like prosperity or serenity or some it's, name it's prosper- like that <laughs> prosperity <laughs> the prosperity yeah. okay well so we're in prosperity arizona this uh it's a very small town and one of the big there's two big draws to this town it seems like there's a there's a big ass mall mm-hmm. and then there's a mine that they've had for years that apparently has gold in it somewhere like allegedly they allegedly has gold somewhere in the mines um so those are like the two big um visit visitor points of this place and the mines get overrun by Joshua's collection of spiders. Um, yes. We'll, we'll say Joshua did 100% knock over all of his spider habitats. Every However, those spiders one. clearly <laughs> yes. had a plan beforehand yes. because they moved in absolute unison. <laughs> they were already, there's like a shot. So Joshua gets bitten and then the camera pans out. There's a shot of the spiders already on the ceiling. So they had already jailbroke their their like little cage cages. Uh-oh. Have the hiccups. But they had already jailbroke. So there was already some on the ce- ceiling, but then <laughs> But then he helps other ones escape. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming those were the jumping spiders, so maybe they got yeah. out. Of that way most likely but (laughs) needless to say spires get out joshua's big dead uh so is his parrot um oh yeah and also i see dead people parrot (laughs) his i see dead people parrot which you know what i like i like that this movie has the most random callbacks to other horror movies just like there's these tiny little easter eggs that are clearly put in there because they enjoy other horror movies and I'm totally cool with it. Like we get the I see dead people. We get the, the Jason mm-hmm. hockey mask later on. Like there, there's a bunch of little tiny 
Um, shout outs to other big horror names, which I do appreciate for such a fun movie. Um, but yeah, uh, Spiders Get Out, that all happens. And then speaking of other horror movies, um, we finally get introduced to the character of David Arquette's character, yeah. uh, Mr. Chris, who is like, uh, used to be cop, kind of cop. I don't really know what his like past story was supposed to be. So David Arquette. Mm-hmm. is a bad boy <laughs> in this movie. Allegedly. Allegedly. Um, the issue is David Arquette is not intimidating to me. <laughs> so it's hard for me to like accept him as a bad boy. Have you had have you heard that falling in reverse song that's like so why do good girls like bad guys? <laughs> no. Okay. <laughs> well, that's what I think of every time David Arquette comes on the scene. <laughs> I mean, to your defense, man's does not hold anger well. Anger is not an emotion that I think David Arquette is super familiar with, at least on screen, yeah. because it does not play. Like, he seems... I love David Arquette because he seems like a puppy dog. And the issue with scenes where he has to be intimidating or like upset or angry is he still seems like a fucking puppy dog, which yeah. I think is a is is uh fully commendable towards him for just being such a sweet human being, but also it's really funny whenever he yeah. has to well, because make someone afraid. I when we first meet him, that's like all he is. He's a bad guy. He's like, he comes back. He's super mysterious. He left town 10 years ago after beating up Sam's husband and like all this stuff. And then immediately after we meet him, he punches Wade, who's like the mayor mm -hmm. of the town. And he's like in this big fight with Wade. But it's like, it just doesn't. Because it's him, it like it doesn't. I could completely understand why Wade is like, dude, I don't <laughs> believe that you're gonna hit me. Like, <laughs> and then Sam is like, oh, it's just like it was <laughs> ten years. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Sam is like, it's just like it was ten years ago. But I'm, I'm like, really? Is that really how Chris has been the last? However many years, he's always been a bad boy. Like, okay. Was he always this dark and brooding back this, in the day? He was always this crazy wild guy. With and this side smile. With this smirk. <laughs> and he has a little bit of a, like a, a, like a limpy walk. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Why? <laughs> and he wears like a leather it's not even a leather jacket. It's like a khaki jacket that like <laughs> slightly looks leatherish. You know what? In this town, khaki is uh, synonymous with leather. So you know, True. he is a uh, he's a bad boy by prosperity standards. Right. He's a bad boy in the town. Mm hmm. But it's like I, I'm like okay. The teenagers are much more bad boyish <laughs> than I think Chris is. That's true. Also, <laughs> speaking of teens, um, teenage Scarlett Johansson mm -hmm. was not expecting, but there she is. Though I don't, I don't know if she's the teenager in this. Oh, like, she is. IRL. 
Is she? Oh, oh, like like her actual like her age. actual age. I don't um, know. She's probably meant to be around like seventeen in the in the movie, but I don't know how old she was like in real life. In yeah, but regardless, she's playing a teenager in this, and she is very young in this. Um, it is like you can still recognize that it's her, but I think you need to know beforehand that it's her. Otherwise, it may just like it may just go over your head that that's Scarlett Johansson because like you wouldn't you wouldn't really expect a name like that, especially now, to be in a movie like this. But uh, you know, we all start somewhere. Well, and I told I mentioned it to you before she popped up. Mm-hmm. I was like, "Do you I remember Scarlett Johansson?" I don't know if I would have noticed it was her if you didn't say anything. Truth be told, but she looks the same. Like mm-hmm. she is not aged, not really. No, she is also drinking whatever vampire juice Pharrell and the rest of them in Hollywood. And are drinking. Bianca Lawson is dr- drinking, yeah. Because <laughs> she looks um, they're great. all sipping on that vamp juice, most definitely. Um, but yeah, she's also in there as well. Um, and then I, I, you know, what's funny is I didn't think at the start of this movie, granted, I've seen this movie a couple of times, but I didn't think at the start of the movie, I would really enjoy the family, like the daughter, son, um, mother combo, but they actually, they get better. I think as the movie goes along, um, yeah. I think at the beginning, we don't get to see enough of the mom to really establish the family unit. Like, it feels like the kids are just running wild, like, willy-nilly. And it's just kind of like, all right, the mom's the sheriff, but, like, what is she doing? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think as you spend more time with them, they do become more of a collective unit that I do actually really enjoy. And I find myself rooting for um, as the movie goes yeah, on. Yeah, I think they do a much better job with Ashley. Though, then they do with Mike because let's be honest, like Mike is literally spider boy. Like that's (laughs) all he is, is he's just into spiders. Mike is there to be exposition. Mm -hmm. It feels like at certain times he's got like the, the, the part down the middle is gelled to the side. (laughs) He's like touted as this kind of like geeky little brother and mm-hmm. he is introduced as being just as into spiders as Joshua is. And so as a result, when the characters don't know anything about the spiders, they turn to Mike. Yeah. Which is helpful for like for us, for the audience, for information. But then he has these moments where he's just like, oh, orbital apparatus. <laughs> <laughs> and like he just like... Or what does he say? Arachnid attack. You know, he like... <laughs> rack attack. Yeah, arachnid <laughs> attack. And he just kind of like reiterates what we learned at the beginning. He becomes the one-liner character. Yeah, he's Mr. One-liner, which in comparison to Ashley, I think she gets a little bit more like... In the relationship between her and her her mom, I think Ashley gets a little bit more like... Um, fleshing out than Mike does because he's just kind of there to be like, oh, I know about spiders and I'm going to remind you that this this spider is an orb weaver and so mm-hmm. this is what happens with them and that's yeah. kind of like what he becomes throughout the movie. That's true. That's very true. Like he, he becomes like our glossary slash resource towards spiders um, towards the end, which 
Towards the end, I don't think we need as much because we've already had time with him. So, yeah, they could have sent that character maybe in a different direction. I will say in the first half, it's helpful because I don't know those things about spiders. Mm -hmm. So, like, the bits of information that we get from Mike earlier on are actually really useful because yeah. a lot of them are, like, foreshadowing stuff for us later on to kind of understand the difference between, like, this spider versus this spider because um, not all of us are big arachnid heads that know the difference between all the different kinds of spiders. So it's helpful, but I agree with you. It it ultimately ends with him just becoming the resource character for information about spiders, where it's kind of unfortunate because, yeah, uh, on the flip side, Ashley gets to have this whole like beginning, middle, and end with a relationship with her and Sam, her mom. Um, whereas Mike um, just gets his really good spider friend eaten and then proceeds to just not really change for the rest of the movie. So. Yeah. And also, <laughs> just a heads up for anyone who like doesn't like animals dying in movies, this is not the movie. Nah, it's, this ain't the go. I will animals are dying left and left right. Left and right. I will say it's like obviously they they make it really apparent to make it where the animals are like not you know like you can tell that it's fake yeah <laughs> um but still a lot of animals die in this movie which kind of leads me into pete who i relate to the most <laughs> i think out of any other character pete is like the deputy of this town and he is just he's like there but he's not like he yeah. is clocking in and he's clocking out but my man is somewhere else when he's on the job <laughs> and also his first instinct is to run which every huge time. fan but let's talk about it he has a cat <laughs> pete has a cat that proceeds to get into a fight with a spider <laughs> um and when i say they fight i mean that they fight within the walls and they are punching each other so hard that it is leaving an imprint within the walls that mm -hmm. pete and his wife can like track where they are <laughs> within the walls <laughs> Well, Erica was saying the movie gets cartoony towards <laughs> this is only the middle portion. Yeah. But this is straight pulled out of a Tom and Jerry cartoon, yeah. like 100%. Like we have this whole sequence where the cat goes into the wall, it's fighting the spider, and they're just like tracking it, right? But every two seconds, you'll get like an imprint of either the spider or the cat being just flung into the drywall. So it's like the cat's imprint will be there with like its paws and its face mm -hmm. just like planted into the wall. And then the it'll go up a couple inches and then the spider's entire body will be slapped into the Against drywall. The and the whole time it's like, <laughs> meow, 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 ah. like it's like that's the sound effects. And then the whole time he's like, Zeke, Zeke. Zeke? Zeke, are you okay? This <laughs> yeah. is like a 60 second to, si to 90 second scene. Like, it is a full on fucking brawl between this yeah. cat and this spider. And I was telling Erica while we were watching this, I don't remember how I forgot about this scene, but this may be one of the best scenes in the fucking movie. One, yeah, it's long. <laughs> I think this scene is up there with another scene where the spider jumps on a human and like, punches it 
Like it doesn't even attack the human. It's just like boop, 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 and like punches the shit out of a human's face. And they have the punching sound. Yeah, effect. they have the punching sound effect. Um, yeah, these spiders are ready to throw hands, and like it doesn't necessarily make sense because we see many times throughout the movie that the spiders will either like web, like wrap. If it's the orb weaver, it'll just immediately wrap the like characters up because it brings it back to the female the Mm -hmm. smaller spiders are the males and it brings it back to the female or if it's if it's a different spider it'll eat them um so we don't know who these boxing spiders are but every (laughs) time they pop up it's just ridiculous We call them the hand spiders. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that are just out there just throwing hands left and right. They, they're not worried about eating or surviving yeah, or pleasing the queen. Fuck. The Muhammad <laughs> Ali spiders who just kind of want the smoke. Like, they don't have any other reason to be there besides they just, like, kind of want to box. <laughs> That's right. And, like, honestly, this is a good segue into the characters of the spiders because I think that is a big merit of this movie is the fact that they personify the spiders. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't just leave it as, okay, we have these giant mutant spiders that are killing people. That is there. Don't get me wrong. Like that is an aspect of this movie, but because it's a horror comedy, they go through the trouble of actually giving these spiders personalities Mm -hmm. and traits. And I think that is one of the biggest, biggest advantages of this movie is that they take the time to give a personality to each of these spiders. Because there are some absolutely hysterical comedic moments that are attached specifically to spiders. Like, Mm -hmm. not even to people, but to just CGI spiders. One scene in particular is towards the end. I was telling Erica this while we were watching this. But there is a moment where Chris is in danger... And he needs to, like, zipline himself, like, (laughs) into safety. And so he does it, but a spider follows behind him, ziplining behind him using its own hands, and proceeds to make the Tarzan (laughs) fucking sound effects. Before going fully splat into a wall. Yeah, because it's one of the the funniest fucking things. It misses the hole. Yeah, there's that spider. And then there's another spider that I pointed out where there's a point where the spiders are following all of the humans to the mall where they have decided to go for like safety. And Mm -hmm. there's one spider that like hops up onto a column and it's like the hype man spider. It's not (laughs) doing anything besides just being like, ah, yeah. Like, and letting all the other spiders run through. Mm -hmm. And there's that spider. And then there's the stripper spider. The stripper spider. (laughs) (laughs) Who is inside of the mall. Who um, is on top of the ceiling it's like running on the ceiling and then it decides it wants to join its homies down below but (laughs) instead of just jumping down it rides the pole down but it like spins around the pole spins around (laughs) full flourish full flourish Mm -hmm. y'all have to look out for that spider it's in like the latter portion of the mall Mm -hmm. like invasion sequence when pete is kind of having his like battle with the spiders yeah when pete's on his own just keep a lookout for the stripper spider because that thing is actual gold it's (laughs) giving i'm in love with the stripper uh (laughs) (laughs) t-pain like it really rides down that pole Um, but it's 
it, it's such a good point of the movie, though, is like that is so much of the fun is the spiders. Mm-hmm. And as somebody who like doesn't necessarily have arachnophobia, but doesn't like spiders in particular, like I I'm OK with no spiders being around. Um, I like that they did that because I think it kind of hints at something that maybe you were hinting at earlier, where people who dislike spiders or don't like seeing spiders might still be okay with watching this movie because they make it goofy. And it's one of those things where, like, looking at the giant spider is really off-putting, but then meeting the personality behind the big spiders is usually a lot of fun. Yes, because this movie definitely plays like a Looney Tune cartoon. Mm -hmm. It's very silly and the way that... I think the smartest thing that they could do is the way that humans are killed or abducted within this film are even still silly. Because let's take Leon, for instance, which (laughs) is uh, a character that we were like, is Roshane in this movie. He's like a very (laughs) deep voiced um, character, like black man within this movie that I said early on, I was like, Leon's cool. But I also had a feeling that Leon was going to die fairly soon. And he did. But the thing about it that I think takes it from being emotional to being silly is just the way they know how to play it he Mm -hmm. does this thing where he like the whole he's using a hose and it gets clogged and so he sucks on the hose to get things out which i still don't believe is protocol like i know (laughs) that people do that but i'm just like i feel like considering considering he works in a mine i highly doubt that he would just suck freely on a hose to try and clear it out look it was 2002 we did crazier things we did some wild things that's true but so he um sucks on it and as a result sucks up some spiders some spiders the spiders come out of his mouth and then he gets pulled in by by some of the bigger spiders that is a is a scene that I think could have been really serious and really like unfortunate if it was mm-hmm. in a different scenario. But even the score is very silly. It's like upbeat kind of like cartoonesque. then Mm -hmm. the like the facial expressions that they had the actor do like everything is playing into a tone where you're like this is meant to be comedic this is meant to be lighthearted. i don't feel bad that leon is dying right now because it's so silly and i think they were really smart to do that because even if there are certain characters that you grow accustomed to when they die it kind of doesn't mean anything because even Aunt Gladys, who is David Arquette's character's aunt. Yeah. We find out later that she survived, but we didn't know that for the longest time. For the longest time, we thought, you think that she has died. Yeah. 
But even her scene, it's like you don't care because it's so ridiculous. And I think that they like that is a nice way to play it because it's like it's eight legged freaks like (laughs) it's meant to be super silly. (laughs) Yeah, they like it's cool how they do that where the movie has death. There is a lot of death. Yeah, a lot of people die in this movie. But they play death very lightly so that you don't get bogged down by it. Like, every death is not turned into this whole sequence where it's, like, watching the terror through this human being. It's just like, no, they get snatched up by a giant spider. The movie knows what it's going for. It knows what it's trying to do, and it knows that it has other things that it's trying to do. So, like, not only does it keep the deaths light, it also moves on from them pretty quick. Like, most people will die, and then it's like, boom, on to the next thing. Um, which I'm totally okay with in the context of this movie. Um, some other parts that were a lot of fun with this. Um, the bike scene is fantastic. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, yeah. Completely unnecessary, but totally happy that it's there. There is a whole bike scene where they are riding on their bikes and, like, like their motorbikes and <laughs> being chased by spiders not to mention that one of the friends of Brett, who is dating Scarlett Johansson's character, is from the movie Motocrossed, <laughs> but the Disney Channel original movie. <laughs> um, but it's just, yeah, it's just so ridiculous because it's like you have this like intense rock music behind it. And like slowly these guys are being picked off by these spiders. But like we never knew who these guys were. The only person mm-hmm. that we really know is Brett who survives. Yeah. Right. So like it doesn't mean anything to you to watch these guys like be slowly devoured by spiders. <laughs> and I think the thing about that's smart about it is like because I, I for some reason I compare this movie to the mist in the sense of okay. like the creatures and the way that people can die is similar to the mist, especially because. This is not a spoiler for anybody who hasn't seen it because, like, the mist is full of creatures. But there is a spider scene in the mist that often reminds me of Eight-Legged Freaks. Okay. But I think that... And I also think that way because early on in this movie, we are aware of a horrible way that these people are dying. The orb... The female orb weaver spider, the way that she kills and she... Is she injects like animals or whatever originally it's animals but obviously we moved to people with an acid that like liquefies them while they're still alive so that she can easily eat them and we see that happen to people like that's something that we literally witness happen on screen but because of the way that it's played you don't give a fuck. But if it was played (laughs) in the same way that the movie the, the tone of the movie The Mist yeah you would care you'd be like oh my god but in this movie like even though i know that's what's happening to those people Mm -hmm. the situation regarding them is so nonsensical and so silly you just watched eight motocrossers (laughs) get hunted down by jumping spiders like the the last thing on your mind is like damn the severity of how these people just got killed by this giant spider yeah it's i agree the tone for this movie is not that um which again smart move by them i think this movie granted it's called eight legged freaks right but going down the horror comedy route 
was definitely the way to go. I do think a very small tonal shift could have made this movie completely mm-hmm. different. And I don't know if it would have been as good if it was just more of just like a straightforward, like spiders are scary. Look at this arachnophobia style movie. I like the silly take. And I think that's one of the things about eight legged freaks that has kept me a fan of the movie throughout the years is the fact that it's light. It's simple. And it's not trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, agreed. It kind of like, because I think if, if you even look at the movie Anaconda, which mm-hmm. is silly because of the way the movie was done. Because <laughs> of a lot but of things. I don't but... think it was, but it wasn't meant to be that way. It was, it was going for mm. a more serious tone, but as a result, it kind of got silly. Like, I just, arachnoph, like arachnophobia. There is also a movie called Arachnophobia. <laughs> Different movie, yeah. But, um, like eight legged freaks is definitely going in a certain way. And I think the biggest thing is that the idea is that these giant spiders are taking over this town. What's important is that you are witnessing the battle between these spiders and this town. Like that's really what they're building up to. Because if you think about it, this movie is about an hour and 40 minutes, Uh, about 30 minutes in the spiders are like basically getting into overrunning this town. Yeah. And they're not shy about it. No, 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 no. They're out in the streets. They're dancing. They're singing. (laughs) (laughs) It's West side story in the streets. By the time we're about like an hour into this movie. So that is what is important is like seeing these townspeople battle against these spiders. And it's interesting because about it's about at that point that these spiders become very comical. They start mm-hmm. making these like sounds that <laughs> become much more like exaggerated than when they were in the beginning and they were fighting like a couple like fewer people like they start being they start having personalities the spiders start having personalities and the townspeople start like having to battle against that and it just becomes really fun like in the latter half not to say that the first half isn't fun but i do think the first half is much more about like meeting all the characters because the first half establishes it like establishes this issue with the town the town's like running out of money and then you meet chris and he's in love Mm -hmm. with sam like there's all these like little things where you're like okay but it's the second half that really builds into this like no, it's us versus the spiders, and yeah. what are we going to do about that? And right. that becomes really fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's a shit ton of fun, and an awesome also call. I I, I have to assume it's like a call-out or a, um, a reference to Dawn of the Dead with them, like, making this last stand at a mall, mm-hmm. right? Like, I think Dawn of the Dead has really popularized that idea. Um. Regardless, them having the mall setting, I think, is a lot of fun. I think it gives a lot of the characters their... It it allows the characters to shine because it makes sense that some of them would be isolated by themselves. So you get all these sequences of different people in the town having to deal with spiders on their own, which is a shit ton of fun, honestly. And... Yeah, it's... I agree. The second half when the character or sorry, when the spiders really get some character to them, 
is where I think this movie definitely shines. I think the first half is fine, right? Like, mm-hmm. I think pace-wise, this entire movie is okay. It's just the second half moves way quicker than the first half. Yes. Yes. Where, like, the, the moment the town is being attacked, it feels like the movie really briskly moves along, where when they're setting everything up, that was a really hard sentence <laughs> to get out. When they're, <laughs> when they're setting everything up, um, it feels like it takes a little bit. It Not to say that it drags per se, but it does feel kind of long. Mm-hmm. Whereas the moment the spiders are out doing their thing, the movie just absolutely flies. By. Yeah, but it's crazy because so much happens in this movie. Even in the first half, mm-hmm. like things are flying. And like even... Okay. Well, first of all, let me. This is something that I was just thinking throughout the movie because obviously things hit a fever pitch. I do like one thing I like in this movie is that not too long passes before the adults are aware of the situation. And that's something they even touched on in this movie is Mike is very much aware of what's going on for a majority of it. And he even says, he's like, because I'm a kid, nobody's going to believe me. But it doesn't take that long before the adults are aware of the situation. Mm -hmm. Would you you have said, there's a moment in time where Chris calls for help. Would you have said that giant spiders are overtaking your town? Or would you have lied? Dude, I smooth little lie. Just do anything? Just lie. Honestly, yeah, like lie. thinking about it right now, yeah, lie. Lie. Lie 1,000%. There is a serial Say killer in the town. anything else. There is a serial yeah. killer in the town taking out everybody. Help. Just, we need help. Help Right this me. second. <laughs> they will understand what you mean when they get to your town there's and there's a thousand some, yes. <laughs> giant spiders. somebody with a gun shooting up <laughs> our town. Help. And then let them get there and see the spiders. Because he says there's giant spiders taking over our town. And of course, they think it's a joke. I, I got a signal. That's great. Now how about dialing? 911 emergency. Yeah, I'm calling from Prosperity, Arizona. My name is Chris McCormick. I know how this is going to sound, but you have to believe me. I swear it's the truth. Our town is being attacked by giant spiders. We need military intervention. This is emergency services, sir. Not dialogue. This is not a crack call. Don't hang up on me, lady. Please, please! It's an invasion! They're here! They're here! You're damn right! That's what I've been telling you! said there are spiders like don't even say giant just be like shit there's a shit ton of spiders they're everywhere overtaking the town help like something somewhat believable you're a bad boy (laughs) (laughs) lie you're supposed to be bad baby just tell a lie tell him a lie (laughs) now that's true and that 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 kind of umbrellas to a couple movies where Characters could have gotten out of situations by just you know, stretching Lying. the truth a little bit. <laughs> just give us cute little lie and maybe <laughs> things would be a little bit different. But so there's that moment. And then let's talk about glasses. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the glasses guy. I mm-hmm. think his name is Norman. Norman. Yeah. 
And the disrespect that Norman puts towards everyone who wears glasses <laughs> ever. All right, movie, we get it. We're blind. We yes. understand. We do understand that. But don't tell me any glasses wearers without their glasses is not going to see the seven foot wide spider that is hanging from Who's the what? fucking ceiling in front of them. I don't Who care how blind is bootylicious <laughs> hanging down Destiny Child style. Look, because Norman has glasses on. And they tried to tell us that because Norman walks through a spider web, his glasses get a little blurry. But he has other glasses in his pocket that he mm -hmm. pulls out and puts on and he can see clearly now the rain has gone. <laughs> and as a result of putting on his new glasses, he sees that there's a giant spider hanging from the ceiling. You could see that when his glasses were blurry, like he could <laughs> for sure clock that there was a 700 pound spider. <laughs> like, <laughs> like Cirque du Soleil from the ceiling. <laughs> and you try to tell me that our boy Norman that just Norman? can't for the life of him Piece together. Granted, he's seen an entire mall full yes. of these spiders at this point. Can't piece together that after walking through a web, this giant blurry thing in front of him is a spider. Is a spider. I ain't never had look. I've worn my glasses through thick and through thin, <laughs> then rain and through shine, through snow. <laughs> I've even had my glasses on when I've gone. From outside to inside, wearing a mask, and it fogs the <laughs> shit out of my glasses. Yo, facts, 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 and facts. And I can still at least see things. <laughs> like, I can see things in front of me. But yeah, Norman has no idea that there's a bubble butt-esque spider <laughs> coming for his neck. And as a result... But it is one of those things where I always think, like, oh, man, to be a glasses wearer in a horror film... It just, it's different. It hits different than to be like, you know, wearing contacts or to have vision where you don't have to wear anything at all. Like you are just mm -hmm. at a disadvantage. This is true. This is true. We, all of us glasses peeps out there, we truly do have it hard when it comes <laughs> to the horror genre. Like we are not treated fairly and it is upsetting. It is not fair. Mm -hmm. Do not... Uh, do not judge us because our eyesight is not as good. Our survival aspects are still up there with everyone else. Yeah. Um, that's not fair. It's <laughs> as a trope that needs to die. Fair. Blind people can survive horror movies. It's like Velma when her glasses fall off. And you're like, <laughs> oh, God, I get it. Like, I feel I get the like, I can't see without my glasses type vibe. Mm -hmm. But sheesh. <laughs> Norman really the thing about Norman is he has two pairs two pairs and, he's already set up for the occasion and why look if you know that you wear glasses not to harp on Norman but like if you know that you are a glasses wearer why would you say I'm gonna be the leader I'm gonna forge <laughs> ahead and clear a path like why would you go ahead of the group <laughs> 
Norman already knew he was going to die by the end of this movie. Yeah. I think he was aware. I think he knew he yeah. wasn't making it out of the situation. He was like, damn, I work here, so I'm probably going to die so, with them all. <laughs> I'm first to go. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and in regards to the ending of this movie, now, there's a bit of the ending that I don't like personally. Okay. How, however, um, everything leading up to that bit... Um, it's pretty good. Like, I am okay with Gladys still being alive. I'm fully okay with that save. Um, that is fine for me. I think it gives, um, David Arquette's character something to do towards the end there. Um, and they set it up in such a way that, yes, it does still make sense that she would be alive. So it doesn't bother me plot device wise. Mm -hmm. Um, that part's all cool, dandy. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Um, I like that we also blow up most of the spiders. Um, based on where the plot goes, that seems like a pretty solid solution because we do have majority of the spiders in the mines mm -hmm. when the explosion goes off. All that stuff is good for me. It all works. It's all tidy dandy and all that shit. Um, and then we get like the epilogue oh, yeah. ish. With our with our boy Harlan, and now granted, Harlan at this point in time has become one of my favorite characters. Like outside of his constant conspiracy theories, he's just a very fun mm -hmm. character that has been yeah. existing throughout all and of this. Outside of Pete, yes, <laughs> like <laughs> a okay with him being there. Um, but then at the end, he delivers this little bit where it's just like a very small extra segue. But he's like, "Oh, by the way, we reopen the mines." And um, there may be gold down there in, the, in, in these here mines um, because we do see towards the end um, they do find a bit of gold mm -hmm. down there while running away from the spiders. And it's just this little shot of like, a, hey, the mines are reopened. And also look at my gold teeth that I have yeah, now. Yeah, he has which three I, gold teeth now. Which is definitely just like a nudge to like, yeah, the gold mines are open. Look, uh, the town is is prospering because of the gold. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I did not need Harlan to have gold teeth for this to, yeah. to ring true. It was. Yeah. Now, I, I'm being I want to say I'm being a hard no, ass. I am being a hard it, ass. No, about this it's dumb. But it's annoying. Fuck. It's dumb. It's annoying. It's a dumb fuck. ending. <laughs> it's so because it like. It may it's ear it's just an irritating way to end it because you had such a good ending. Like you had such mm -hmm. a good moment of the mind blowing up and everybody hugging and rejoicing, and you find out that like the all these people actually do listen to Harlan's pod like radio show. All that is cute. And then you get this stupid little thing where Harlan's like, <laughs> because why of him as a character, nothing about his character besides him being black would mm -hmm. would lead to him having gold teeth all of a sudden. Gold teeth. And it's like, yeah. I almost wish because I and not to not to be disrespectful, but like Harlan is the least like the character that I least want to know where they're at now, because yeah. I would assume that he would continue on his show. I never question if Harlan would continue his radio show. 
what the fuck is going on with Chris and Sam and Mike? And like, what's going and on all of them, with them? All of the main plot points. Are they okay? Is fucking the aunt okay? Is Aunt Gladys okay? Is Pete, <laughs> did Pete's wife come back? Like, that's the stuff that I'm like, can we get, like, you know, I almost would have preferred if they had an over, like, we heard audio from his show and we got and we were like bouncing between all of the people and seeing where they were now. What the fuck happened to Wade? My boy was <laughs> was storing acid in the town's <laughs> chemical waste. What happened to I him? He got away with it. He's just thriving. Like, did he go to jail? What happened? <laughs> yeah, honestly. That I think that's it. I think it's the fact that we get the gold teeth ending <laughs> without without buttoning any of the other plot lines yeah. for the movie. Like none of them get solved. Nobody. The only plot line that we get solved is the spiders are gone as far as we know. Mm -hmm. That's it. Yeah. That's the only conclusion that we get. Like, Every other story point that has been set up to this point does not get it means answered. nothing i don't care about the paul wall extended version <laughs> i want to know what happened to the characters that like were for the majority of the moment because really harlan is a side character and i get it mm -hmm. we kind of started with him so we end with him but i'm like i want to know if all these other characters like did chris or not chris did like did sam yeah did sam and chris ever end up together like that's the stuff that I care about. Um, yeah, no, I agree with you. The Harlan ending's a little whacked. Um, but I don't know if it's enough to like completely throw me from this movie. No. It's still a really good movie. It's a lot of fun. It is just slightly disappointing that at the end there, we're kind of just left hanging with a lot of stuff mm -hmm. where it's just like decide what you want. And for other movies, I do think that's completely fine. For this one, it would have been nice to have some sort of conclusion, some yeah. sort of finality to the characters. Um, but I'm not necessarily missing it that much that it's not there. I just think that the Harlan gold teeth replacement just wasn't it. It's just you know kind what of I mean? silly. And look, for anybody who maybe thinks that I'm being that we're being like a little bit too hard, and you're like, it's just a horror comedy. Look, I feel this way about any movie. Let me let me compare this to like can't hardly wait or like clueless or something. <laughs> Those movies have a moment where you're like, okay, everything's great. But then they still have an epilogue where you see what's happening with all of the characters. Even the fucking Arthur TV show allowed me <laughs> to flash forward and see where all the characters were in their lives. I don't think it's too much to ask <laughs> that I've watched Chris sulk and like sulk and limp and shave his way through town and why do girl good girls love bad guys his whole way through this prospect town and not find, and not find out, out if he, he ever got with Sam we don't even see them kiss in that last shot they hug and it drove me insane and also did freaking um did Brett and Ashley get back together? Because Brett was about to, like, 
he was taking advantage of Ashley, doing things she wasn't comfortable mm-hmm. with. And then in the later half, we see that maybe he's had like a change of heart because he's always seemed like better than his friends. We see that maybe yeah. he's had a change of heart, but we don't get anything from that. So like what happened with no. Brett and Ashley? Because last time we saw them, she tasered his balls and he pissed himself. <laughs> and now they've met again and we don't see anything that comes from that. So. So this is one one of those things. One of the few criticisms that will drop one this episode, episode is you could could have tied up a couple of those plot points. Would have been nice. Yeah, we would have appreciated it. You know, just throwing it out there. It's one of the things that we would have liked. It would have been a nice little addition. Yeah, to this I film. would have loved it. <laughs> uh, but I do think that that covers most of the movie. Um, I think we got all the major plot points, all the stuff that I can think of that i wanted to talk about i did is there any like last like scene or anything that you want to make sure we get in there no i i think that was all i really wanted to talk about besides the one question that i wanted to ask you is you're fighting against a giant spider what is your weapon of choice because we see that Uh... the townsfolk all have to kind of arm themselves, which I think is a really fun scene, like seeing everybody grab mm-hmm. what they would want to use against a spider. Um, right. And we kind of discussed this while we were watching the movie, but I want to know, definitive after watching and seeing kind of like what happens to everybody, what uh-huh. would be your weapon of choice against a giant spider? Okay. So I'm going to put this under the idea that we also get a mall to decide what we're going to (laughs) use. Like we're at a mall, so we get to pick some things. Um, I, like I said, when we were watching, granted, I haven't shot a lot of them. Mm -hmm. I think I've shot one maybe one time, but I think a crossbow is kind of the go here. Like I saw a homeboy with a crossbow and I was like, that's smart to me, specifically because. Um, now when you talk about like zombies and stuff like that, I'll talk all the melee weapons you want, you know, baseball bats, all that jazz, et cetera, et cetera. Now there's something about these giant spiders though, where I just don't want to be close, Mm -hmm. you know, like I don't want them within my proximity. So that's why I feel like a crossbow would get the job done. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with a crossbow. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Cause I think we both talked about like the gun. It's just a curve a learning curve that we're not familiar with the recoil <laughs> not, of it not, yeah not ready for in the heat yes. of the moment sorry um, and so i think for me i would do either like uh we see one of them grab like a pitchfork i do like either mm-hmm. a pitchfork a shovel or like a spear because i think my idea would be if one of them tried to jump on me i could like it's like, Splash, yeah. like, yeah, like stake them with that when they mm-hmm. try and jump on me. The only thing that's unfortunate about that is if they like just start webbing you. I guess that would be the thing about <laughs> that's, it. That's a wrap. But at the same time, it's like I don't trust myself to shoot anything. So I would just kind that's of have fair. to hope that like I could get them before they could get me kind of a thing. In all of my post-apocalyptic fantasies, <laughs> I'm pretty accurate with my weapons of choice. Yeah. I can't say if that would be the case in reality. Yeah. But in these hypothetical situations, 
if I had a crossbow in my hand, dead on. I believe I would hit one of these <laughs> giant spiders. Aim. I believe. <laughs> yeah, I in every video game I've played, I'm dead on with I. You even <laughs> hey, you even call me sharpshooter Erica in every yeah, video game. This we is play. these are facts. Um, these are I facts. I don't think real life would be <laughs> would be equal to my video game prowess, but who knows. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe you're a sharpshooter that just doesn't know it True. yet, you know? And maybe it's better to just <laughs> aim blindly and hopefully hit a couple people, <laughs> like a couple of the spiders, than to just be like, ah, I won't right. try at all, but I don't know. Honestly, I just think I would probably, I probably wouldn't even make it that far. Make it because <laughs> I was like, would I truly make it to the mall? I don't, I don't even know. So. But we did say because uh, there's a moment in time where they make the announcement and people don't believe them. And I did say mm-hmm. you would have to say less. Like you would have to say mm-hmm. giant spiders is all I would have to hear, and I'd be in my car on the way to the mall. Right? Because I'd be like. Why would you joke about yeah. this? Like, for what reason would this be? A and joke? even if it's a joke, like I'm at the mall, like I'm not gonna be mad. Yeah, like I'm I'll like, oh my god, I'm at the mall. Do. Like I'll just shop. I won't be upset <laughs> that I'm there. Like, okay, I guess I'll grab some food from the food court. It wouldn't like ruin my night. <laughs> but all right, y'all, that is a legged freaks for the most part. Uh, I think we covered everything we wanted to cover. Um, the last little bit here is deciding what we're going to rate this wonderful little movie out of. Um, um, we, can, we have some options. Yes, we have methane gas. Methane gas. We, we got spider legs. Spider we do legs. get a lot of spider legs in there. We have uh, eight-legged freaks. Is also We do have option. eight-legged freaks. We could straight up just... Do we want to do it out of eight legged freaks, freaks or do we want to do it out of, out of motocrossed races? <laughs> <laughs> um, shit. <laughs> I think just just for fun, let's do it out of motocross. Okay. <laughs> just because okay. it is in there and the bike scene is fucking phenomenal yeah, in this movie. It is pretty good. <laughs> okay, I'll go first. Okay. Um. It's funny because I didn't even, I genuinely didn't think about it the whole fucking time. I was like, what am I going to actually rate this movie out of? 3.9 out of 5 motocross oh, races. Okay. Yeah. Um, I will blanket everything with this movie is not perfect by any means. You can pick apart this movie very easily. Um, and that I think is fine. Um, I think my rating is going to come from a place of is a really enjoyable movie. Um, I've seen this movie countless times under countless circumstances, and I think I've enjoyed it every single time. Um, The drinking game that we played, um, thanks to Not Your Favorite Horror Movie, was fantastic in regards to this movie. I think it just added another layer of enjoyment to it. And overall, from just like a movie critic standpoint, um, movie's pretty funny. Um, the characters, they they work well within their universe. I really absolutely love the fact that they personified the spiders and gave them um, places to be comedic and funny as well. I think that that was a huge, huge, huge um, help to the movie. And I think that really pushed kind of the light tone of everything forward. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was something that I just really enjoyed. Like, I think this is a really easy watch. There are moments that drag 
a little bit um, in regards to the whole thing. But overall, it's a lot of fun. So I think at the end of the day, with all my drinks ingested, I would still give this movie 3.9 out of 5 motocross races. All right. Yeah, I was going to give this 3.8 out of 5 motocross races. There it is. I agree. This is just a fun movie. It's a good time. It's fun to watch with friends. And just like there are moments of this that made me laugh out loud and I was not expecting that. Maybe it's because I was drinking. I don't know. (laughs) But still, they made me laugh. I think the only thing that I could say about this is I, I do think that there is stuff like I do think they could get this movie down to an hour and a half. Yeah, like I think there's stuff probably. that they definitely could cut and it would be just the same. Specifically, there's a moment in time where Chris is just teleporting throughout the town <laughs> and like doing these expositional scenes that don't need to be in there at all. Like they could be cut and it would still be the same movie. Um, but at the same time, it's like, I just think this is a silly movie. I am happy that I still enjoy this movie, considering how much just the DVD cover freaked me out as a child. <laughs> like, I'm glad that I still enjoy this movie. And despite David Arquette being ridiculous as the character that he's meant to play, I think the other characters are really, really fun and like match what they're meant to be doing. Um, so, yeah, I think 3.8 out of 5 is a good place to to sit, especially if you go into this movie knowing exactly what it's going to be and just like you're in the mood for something silly, like like a silly monster movie. I I think this is going to match exactly what you were thinking of. So, yeah, 3.8 motocross races out of five. (laughs) (laughs) Very, very nice. And last question to you. After watching this movie, would you ever consider having a tarantula as a pet? Absolutely not. Look, (laughs) I'm not mad at tarantulas, but I would never want to just wake up and look one in the face every day. (laughs) Why would you? No, not even a little bit, but I thought I'd No, heck no. Like, just, you're fine where you are. I don't need to see and talk to you and speak to you and feed you. That just seems like a lot of work. I don't even want to have a pet I like, (laughs) let alone a tarantula. (laughs) <laughs> okay, um, fair enough. <laughs> but that's it, homies. We made it through our St. Patrick's Day episode, and I think we made it through fairly coherently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us today and joining us on our um random rambles for this movie. <laughs> if you guys have any thoughts on eight-legged freaks, I don't know if you would, but if you do, <laughs> you can let us know them on our social media. We are homies of horror on everything. Or you can talk to us on Discord. Uh, our Discord link is also in our social media bio. That's where we talk to the homies and hang out and discuss all things horror and some other random topics. Um, so if that's something that sounds interesting to you, then please join our invite link through our social media bios. You can also email us at homiesofhorror at gmail.com. You can email us requests recommendations and business inquiries and is a monday you know where you can find us tell them where they can find us 
You can find us on the Twitter. On the Twitter. Wow. On the Twitch. I've never thrown it to you before. <laughs> and <laughs> never fucked it up so And I so never hard. will again. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on Twitch, homies. <laughs> we will be streaming our weekly homie hangout, playing some horror movie games, talking a little bit more about Eight-Legged Freaks, and just kicking it with you guys mm-hmm. and seeing what's up with you. This is your weekly chance to hang out with the homies and chit-chat with us. So make sure that you stop by, hang out, and come through. But you also can find us on Twitter. We're on there, too. <laughs> <laughs> you can also find you us there. Find We're us also there. on that thing, too. <laughs> and last but not least, if you are so inclined, we are very much appreciated. If you would leave us a rating or a review, you can do both on Apple Podcasts. And the more ratings and reviews we have, the better. Um, the more we have, it recommends us. <laughs> Why? Why? Go What's you're happening? Good. No, you're good. No, you're... <laughs> the more we have, the better, because it recommends us to other um, potential listeners. And we also just like hearing from you guys. Um, you can also leave us just a rating on Spotify. Um <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm upset because I wanted to laugh as soon as we started this, and I was like, <laughs> "I'm really." De- it's part of the reason I threw it to you for the twitch, <laughs> so you could get. <laughs> I, when you threw it to me, I did that shit with so much confidence. I was like, I wasn't expecting On the this, Twitter. but I, I got it, baby. I was like, okay, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I thought it was good. I thought it was fully sobered up, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> you can find us on the Twitter. <laughs> um, yeah, you guys can rate us on Spotify if you want. <laughs> we appreciate it. We like hearing from you guys what you're thinking from the show. So, yeah, Apple Podcasts on Spotify. We very much appreciate Um. <laughs> that's it that's, that's everything it. <laughs> thanks guys um thank you for listening and hanging out with us while we talk about eight legged freaks and also while we talk through our many drinks that we've had tonight <laughs> we hope that you guys enjoyed this uh slightly early saint patrick's day episode but St. Patrick's Day episode nonetheless. And mm-hmm. we are still super excited for the other um, episodes that we have planned for March. And we hope to see you guys for those ones as well. <laughs> catch, catch you next time, homies. <laughs> what happened? I don't know. I thought I had it. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>